there is one downhill in the kargil when we start entering into kargil uh, we go downhill for 7 kilometers and you can see the car, entire kargil that we are entering into the kargil but you can't enjoy that downhill because you know that next day on, when you will go and return from the das you have to climb this climb again right. so those downhills are not enjoyable downhills <laughs> so you know that wahan pe like pehli phat jati ki hum log downhill kar rahe hain 7 km baad mein humko chadana bhi hai upar and in early morning like in zero temperature when we reached at camper day we were Two minutes behind the cut-off time, like we had our own cut-off times to finish in eleven days, to finish in eleven and half days, to finish before Srinivas' time, to finish before uh, Amit Samad's time, and to finish like one minute before the event. Right. So we were two minutes behind of the cut-off, like twenty-day cut-off. Right. And I asked my that cap. Uh, uh, क्या सीन चल रहा है मतलब कौन से टारगेट के बीच एंड ही वाज लाइक कट ऑफ के बाहर है और कट ऑफ के बाहर लाइक दो दिन में कैसे सो वाज लाइक नो वी स्टॉप्ड अ लॉट वी डिडंट गेट द स्पीड एंड ऑल बट या यू विल कोप अप विद द टैग एंड बिकॉज़ अभी रिदम आ गया ही डिड द फास्टेस्ट रैम टाइमिंग लाइक 7 डेज 18 आवर्स एंड इन 2016 ही कुड नॉट फिनिश द रैम सो इफ ही it can happen with him it can happen with anyone so you have to go with that mindset you have to be on the ground like zyada udne ki zarurat nahi hai ki humne ek bar kiya hai humko pata hai like is this guy like usne kiya hai usne fastest kiya hai fir bhi wo next year aake uska dnf hua hai so you have to keep that in mind that you have to do things smartly faltu mein like over confidence will kill but after my first attempt i am aware that how much training is good training i won't think about surviving and finishing it that well this i have finished once so i know i can do it i don't have to prove any anything to myself that i have that caliber that i can finish the game but i but now i want to finish it in some respectable time right. so yeah and even we are talking like this right now but yeah there will be phase after 3 to 4 days that i might think that i don't want to push myself so hard i i can finish in 11 days or i can finish in 11.5 days i don't want to push but somewhere we have to uh, wave those thoughts and we just have to push those 10 days or 11 days so we know the suffering is like temporary but the glory will be forever i am bike winky and this is the working athlete podcast here i talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration training tips time management and lifestyle advice If this is something that interests you please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest is a practicing advocate from Mumbai who is writing a new chapter in the book of ultra cycling in India. He is just getting started and by the looks of it it is going to be a very big and very gripping chapter. 
He's one of the only three Indians who completed the prestigious and grueling race across America. But he's not someone who seems to be resting on his laurels and wants to keep on improving all the time. He already has an ultra cycling award named after him for his consistently compelling performances in ultra races, setting new course records for almost all the races he is taking part in. His name is Kabir Rajure. Welcome to the Working Athlete Podcast, Kabir. It's a pleasure having thank you on the show. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Kabir, when and how did you get started into sports cycling? So, uh, I remember in 2015, I guess, Milin Soman completed his first Ironman. Mm-hmm. And that kind of uh, amused me that uh, I felt amused that uh, someone is doing 180-kilometer cycling uh, marathon and uh, four kilometers of swimming. And I thought that I'll give it a try. Not for Ironman, but I just wanted to see how body reacts after riding for 180 kilometers. And I started participating in BRMs and all. So when I was doing my first BRM in 4th November 2015, uh, so it was 200 BRM on a flat course and few of them were doing 400 kilometers because the turning point for me was 100 kilometers and back and the turning point for 400 kilometer people was 200 kilometers and back. And I was like, these guys are superheroes who are doing 400 kilometers because I was totally done after my 100 kilometer ride. I was like, how do they do it? I mean, I was amused that these guys will ride overnight for the full night and all. So that's how I started doing uh, 300 kilometer, then 400 kilometer, and then 600 kilometer. And then I heard about the RAM because Mahendra Mahajan was uh, marshal in one of the VRMs which I did. So I felt that yeah, if someone is doing triathlon, obviously both sports are uh, totally different. The demands are totally different. Here we are talking about three different sports at one time. And right. here it's uh, whole and soul only about the cycling. Hmm. So I feel that uh, how much it takes to like ride 5,000 kilometers. Until that time also, I was not uh, uh, in a... Uh, mind state that uh, I'll ride RAM or something because that was huge thing. Right. So I thought that I'll do the qualifier for the RAM and I'll take the test of it. And mm. I was not prepared properly. So I did finish uh, like 30, 28 minutes uh, beyond the time. So I was mm. not RAM qualified, but mm. I finished successfully. That was my longest ride uh, and that was my fastest ride also. But okay. yeah, the learning process started after the first failure, I'll, hmm. I'll say. So the, yeah. this uh, RAM qualifier you're talking about is Deccan Cliffhanger. Deccan Cliffhanger, correct. Deccan Cliffhanger, which year was this? So exactly one year after my first uh, uh, BRM, which was hmm. on so 5th November 2016. So okay. I did my first BRM on 4th November 2015. At that time, few cyclists were uh, doing the RAM qualifier and someone told me that today uh, the Deccan cliffhanger is also there. 
and these guys ride super fast and all hmm. and uh, i was like yeah, 650 km is huge deal so right. uh, yeah that time it was like yeah something grueling and something monstrous right yeah. but yeah we get used to the distances once we ride the same hmm. kind of races so you fi- you said you finished uh, over the cut off but you finished 32 minutes over the cut off yeah okay so what what was the experience like the first uh, uh, event like that which had like time cut offs um, very hard time cut offs so what was the experience right. like so when we enter into cycling the main primary focus is speed like speed we i want to ride at 25 kmph i want to ride at 30 kmph so we don't know anything about the power about the heart rate about the terrain and all we just know one thing that i want to ride at 25 kmph hmm it's a climb it's a flat or anything we just focus on the yeah we don't focus on the brake times or off saddle time or anything like that hmm. uh, so i guess my off saddle time was 6 hours in 32 or 30 minutes 8 hours mm. because uh, i had some knee issues because of clit settings i was new to clit and all so right. i fitted properly like in a straight position but mm. my normal position is slightly outward for right. the front part mm. so after 300 km it started paining like anything but uh, i was in a state of mind that uh, winners don't quit and uh, it's not good to quit and all but uh, definitely i'll quit uh, presently if i face such kind of issues because i know the injuries are yeah uh, injuries will make a huge difference in your goals so yeah. that time i was kind of amateur my mental state was uh, something different if somebody used to take me i used to race with them hmm. for the that short period so yeah we learned a lot we regretted almost every uh, unplanned break like whether it would be a tea break or maybe a omelet or uh, something like that so uh, i i definitely regretted for a one year that because the because of these these things i finished 30 minutes beyond the time i remember i stopped uh, uh in dharwad for a omelet for like 45 minutes because the hotel was closed i reached there at morning 4 o'clock so my crew went and wake them up okay we need a omelet and all so they started preparing omelet and we were like we stopped for 45 minutes and uh, when we see my like, recent performances my total of saddle time was 18 minutes for last deccan cliffing in 650 kilometers so we were like we stopped for what so from 8 yeah. hours something to 18 minutes 18 minutes yeah and that too we uh, took a break which was unplanned so we were in a impression that we'll stop only for pee breaks hmm. because uh, that was the year and i stopped for pee break after 220 kilometer but i couldn't pee because i was not properly hydrated i felt like i need to pee but i couldn't pee mm-hmm. so that was unplanned break then the 4 minute time just wasted there and then we stopped around like 280 kilometers and then thereafter for 350 kilometers and then it was totally non stop mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So yeah. uh, the the on saddle time and or off saddle time. and also the uh, you know one of the things that you mentioned is like uh, racing with others who are there for whatever short period of time uh, kind of affects your own pacing and uh, puts you in red and stuff like that right so exactly exactly these are the things that you learn with uh time and experience i guess so yeah awesome awesome so uh, how many deccan cliff hangers did you uh, take part in and what what is your best so far in that so i did four deccan cliff hangers mm. so first was like above the uh, right. cut off time second i uh, was in podium so that was 28 hours uh, 30 minutes mm. so we gain uh, like we improved four hours we were the four hours faster than the last attempt mm. in third attempt that is my bestest time in deccan cliffhanger which was 24 hours 15 minutes so that year like the participation was so uh, good like ashwin govin swami was there then mayank tripathi was there kokin was there uh, uh, sundaram was there bharat pannu me chaitanya velhal so and all these athletes were at their peak so right. everyone pushed uh, each other and yeah it was super race between mayank and ashwin goel swami but mm-hmm. i had idea that people will race with each other and will train after 50 kilometers and so so mm-hmm. i was waiting for that and i was at eighth uh, position in belgaum mm-hmm. but i could finish at the third position and chetan was just uh, one and a half minutes ahead of me mm-hmm. ashwin was uh, Ash- we, we had a good margin between uh, all the participants and ashwin because mm-hmm. he was uh, riding like a rocket mm-hmm. so yeah he finished first then thereafter that was again my second podium and in the recent deccan cliffhanger the 2019 one i did it in 24 hours 45 minutes mm-hmm. but uh, i could uh, win that deccan cliffhanger but the roads were too bad in that year and i was doing it after the ram also so mm-hmm. mentally it was uh, less difficult than the other attempts because i already had been i already had uh, did the uh 5000 km race so right. it was a bit easier than the other uh, rest of the attempts it was a cool down ride for uh, ram not cool down <laughs> ride but yeah it was it was easier to sustain for 24 hours without sleeping and without uh, going off saddle for With the kind long. of experience you had yeah yeah right. correct correct so i was not faster than the two, 2018 attempt but mm. i was bit smarter than the last attempt right so how to plan the ride how to pace yourself and all hmm. so yeah nice nice so talking of uh, ram right so this uh, where you mentioned you didn't even think about uh, you know 5000 and all yeah. that yeah. but how did that idea enter and how what was the journey like when the from the thought that came in 
to the final execution what was the journey like uh, i i think you went ahead and uh, crewed also for uh, ram right so mm-hmm. take us through that experience okay so journey started i guess after my first attempt when i failed to do it in uh, proper time then the cliffhanger we were sitting at the ceremony the uh, the award ceremony uh, thing and uh, we were at the last table because we had finished we we finished the uh, event like in last minute and all so someone was uh, talking to me i don't remember the person who was there but me my sister and my two friends were sitting there and he was like uh, uh we 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 are so he he said like apne ko to ram nahi karna hai so baad mein kyun dekkan karna hai next time ek hi baar karwa and bas khatam hai so my sister looked at me and he was like she was like no no we are doing it so i was like ram karna so she was like yeah we are doing the qualifying and we, we should go for the ram not immediately but after two years or maybe three years we can train for it so right. i looked at my friends and i said yeah yeah hum karenge hum jayenge kabhi na kabhi and hum karke aayenge so yeah. so that day the plan started and after uh, uh, that uh, deccan cliffhanger i crewed for mahajan brothers in golden god bilateral mm-hmm. so i used to hear about tram stories and all so there after uh samim called me for uh, crewing him in the ram so i could see the terrain of the ram and the demand of the uh, uh, ram so mm-hmm. i couldn't see the entire route but i could go till flag stuff and all mm-hmm. i could sense that it needs a lot of preparation to go and ride at that terrain mm-hmm. uh when i so the mahajans the mahajan brothers yeah. finished the ram actually won the ram uh, in in the team of two categories right team of two category 40 to 49 i guess yeah. right so and yeah. you you crewed uh, for their golden quadrilateral uh, uh, attempt which was 6000 kilometers correct. some correct. 10 correct. 10 days or something like that right 10 days 18 hours yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. and uh, so the uh, when you went to a uh, crew for ram itself yeah, which was which year was this 2018 was it 2017 the 17. year which yes seniors and amit samad finished the ram right. the same year okay yeah. and the the you were crewing for uh, samim samim rizvi who yeah. who was injured uh, and couldn't finish or something like that. yeah he got some knee issues mm-hmm. so we couldn't uh, ride properly after the 700 km and he dnf'd at i guess 900 km or so so okay. yeah we were under prepared i could say mm-hmm. that uh, we were not prepared properly as a crew uh, it was new for me to crew someone in ram so mm. i was there to drive and all uh, everything but yeah uh, looking at my preparations in these races and so i can say that the preparation was not uh, of the level of that event so mm. that was also one aspect 
as a rider samin is outstanding like there are two kind of people in the world one are talented and one are hard working he is talented and he is gifted but he don't work that hard the way other athletes do hmm. if he starts doing such kind of training and all i know that this guy has ability to finish the ram under 10 days i have seen hmm. him riding uh, i know how it takes to ride on the climbs on the flats and uh, all this again but this he, guy has he is the one uh, who actually started this uh, ultra ram, journey yeah. right he that was is, the yeah. one who time and again went to ram who planted this seed of uh, ultra cycling uh, doing there yeah so that is there like see. like you said uh, he is very talented but maybe other things are kind of he is bit lazy in training when it comes to training hmm. he is a super good human being if you need some help he'll go all the way out of his comfort zone and all but when it comes to training he is bit casual and hmm. that 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 won't make you cross the finish line you need to uh, suffer a bit yeah. uh, in the training sessions and all right. but yeah as a human being as a, a talent or maybe god gift things he is super and uh, yeah i could so say that he is the first finisher of ram but he finished beyond the time right so right. yeah i always say that you are the first finisher of <laughs> so uh, in any case he he is the first guy who kind of started these things off for him yeah um, but coming to talking about uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, crew was not that prepared well what uh, of course. sort of what sort of uh, preparation uh, is considered good you know well prepared crew correct so for these kind of races you at least need a good amount of human power like you need 8 to 10 people so i i i would say 10 people i mm. i won't say 8 people because it it is obvious that out of your 8 people one or two people will goof up they mm. they they will lose their attention some might get jet lag some might to get ill so you have to have two extra people for your backup crew as a backup crew mm. so i i would say 10 people maybe three vehicles in which one will be the frog one will follow you throughout the race and one for the crew shifting at some instant we had only two cars five people crew mm. uh, less with the like lack of the equipments we didn't had uh, didn't have the a uh, good amount of wheel sets we mm-hmm. had only three wheel sets in which only one was a proper zip wheel which had ceramic bearings and all mm-hmm. and uh, other wheels were alloy wheels so you can see in the background that uh, yeah. the kind of personal i have i have seven bikes yeah. i have uh, like eight to 10 wheel sets four helmets like i have over yeah. uh, like i have done the over uh, collection but yeah it's it's must for your such kind of races you need at least three bikes 
I I won't refer that you should go with the two bikes in such kind of events where the distance is five thousand kilometers. Right. So you need good equipment. You need good bikes. You need properly maintained wheels, good uh, shoes, and uh, uh, a good crew which which ha- uh, who has the lot of common sense. I won't say cycling background, but mm. they need common sense. Right. They need some decision making power. They 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 have to do some uh, research on the race. You mm. can't. Spoon feed the crew that uh, this is the race, and you have to go. And we have to ride the five thousand kilometer. It will be kind of holiday and all. Hmm. They don't get sleep, so they have to be mentally prepared that we won't get a proper sleep. And it's not a holiday or it's not a road trip. It's holiday by by no means a holiday because the crewing yeah, is also yeah. very very tough. Uh, it's uh, it's it's more tiring. Yeah, very very it's tiring. more tiring because yeah because. If you fail, you are going to fail the entire crew. So the so entire crew. It's it's kind of uh, like losing a wicket in cricket match. When you lose yeah. a wicket, the other players get, uh, get go under pressure that we have to play the rest of the thing. Right. So including cyclists and rest of the ten people, it's kind of a team. Right. If we don't lose wickets. we cross the finish line is best possible way so right. yeah it's it's super we uh, recently launched a documentary on ultra cycling mm-hmm. it was about my ultra spice race so it's specifically on the mechan- uh, dynamics of the crew how crew works how crew prepares and because of them how riders can ride such uh, long distances Awesome, so, awesome! Yeah. I, I will, I will include the link to that in the show yeah, notes course, so that people will. Uh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. So, yeah, from there, uh, you went to crewing uh, uh, in two thousand seventeen, and then from there, how did the journey to Ram uh, proceed? Correct. So when I did my ram crewing, I was not ram qualified yet. Mm. So mm. I had my second deck and cliffhanger in November. So ram was in June. So I came back to India and I was bit like motivated after mm. seeing the terrain and the start line. You have been there, so you know how the environment is. All the vehicles all the riders right so much of pressure in the air that that one mistake and your entire uh, hard work hard earned fitness and all going to go for a toss right like if you had uh, one fall then your race is gone so you know what kind of pressure is there so uh i went out and i was riding at night and i had a fall on highway so mm. i was faint on the highway but uh, yeah after even after that uh, i was in proper motivation kind of uh, mood that i am going to do this so uh, this this was, this this was uh, in preparation to the uh, deccan cliffhanger once you were back Correct. from uh, yeah so i lost my front three tooths like half half they were broken half And I got okay. some thirteen stitches on the forehead. 
but yeah so how how did how did that happen just fainted on the bike while riding or how no no so so the portable pump was on the like seat stay seat stay yeah the seat stay seat stay so it was kind of bit loose and i was trying to pull it up but instead of correcting it it got more loose and it got stuck into the crank oh and okay. i fall so the fork was broken when i got my consciousness so some auto wala uh, brought me to hospital oh. because i was not uh, in my senses so i it took 3 days to analyze me that how did i fall so yeah after 3 days i could uh, slowly recall uh, recognize that this is how i i fell down so mm. yeah after that like in 3 months the technical finger was there at the start line i was talking to myself we are not going to repeat any mistakes which we did last time mm. i'm going to ride consistently i won't look at my speed uh, consistency matters the most in ultra endurance races mm. <coughs> so i was talking to myself when i was crossing those points when i stopped in my first attempt like whether it be a kolapur highway we stopped for the tea so i was looking at that checkpoints and all and i was like i was so fool that i stopped for tea and all for 15 minutes in a ram qualifier race yeah. so yeah it was kind of funny and all and i got bit emotional that yeah i am uh, like blessed enough that i could again come to this race after one year so don't do any mistakes and that year amit samal was riding the deccan wheel finger so i went with the mindset that i am going to finish it within the time my self target was 30 hours mm. because you can't shave off 2 hours in a year for a event so i was like i'll do it in 30 hours so i was riding after Kolapur, my crew was telling me that we are at the third uh, position. अरे ठीक से चेक करो नहीं होगा थर्ड नंबर पे नहीं होगा बाकी बहुत राइडर्स होंगे आगे. They were like no no Amit Samad is there and someone from the Sangli was there. I don't uh, remember the guy who was winner in 2016. So uh, he was riding. Then after some time, we got the news that uh, officials disqualified that other guy because he was drafting behind a motorcycle. So okay. uh, we were at the second position, and my team was like, "Aye, we're second position. We have Amit Samarthi. Aye, have push karo." I was like, "That guy has done ram. You right. can't race with that guy. He is like four car ahead of us. You right. can't cut off those." So uh, I, I, I. couldn't uh, stick to my nutrition properly after 400 or 500 km i got bit slow and uh, yagnesh i have from ahmedabad he mm. took me like last in last 60 km okay but i was totally cool mm. because i i was doing more than what i, I had uh, expectations Correct. so uh yeah i was totally cool i reached uh, at third place and i was like it's good chalo third aa gaye last time to dnf hua tha not dnf late finish hua tha 
right so yeah it was a different kind of experience mm-hmm. so you qualified and then uh, again i did the uh, ultra spice in that race seniors was riding mm-hmm. and i was like why these ram riders are coming in all the races <laughs> and they make us feel that we are so slow so <laughs> yeah this kind of happens to right so um, the, these were kind of preparation rides uh, you know uh, for bigger events right even for them uh, so the, they they yeah, they need, yeah 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 now i do understand because now, I, I i myself do the deccan cliff hiking and all the races right so now people will be thinking uh, why kabir is here he yeah, has the ram and all that ask me that why you were doing deccan cliff hiking it's just a yeah, small pastry for you and all Yeah. Like, no this is not passion. this is like passion for me if right. we know that people are participating in that race we can't sit at home doing the uh, uh, what uh, do the watching only that this guy is on lead and all then we yeah. gonna feel that again main hota to main bhi acche se chalata i don't yeah. know that feeling ki ghar pe baith ke dekho ki kaun kaise chala gaya right. so yeah I, I now I understand why these guys used to come for these races. <laughs> right, right, right. So then uh, from there on, like you took part in Ram in two thousand nineteen, right? Nineteen. Right. So how was this uh, the preparation? Uh, what was the preparation like for you for the crew going into Ram? so uh, i'm a bit lucky for getting crew because i i i can surely say this thing that anyone can do ram and anyone can do deccan cliff and they can ride fast but the kind of crew i have it is so difficult to get that kind of crew in your team because i know these guys from like past 10 years 15 years my sister to i know from my birth so these guys know me in and out properly ekdam and uh, all are so like intelligent and smart and they have that kind of common sense ki kuch bhi ho jaye they i know that these guys will sort it out hmm. so it was kind of building a company like running a company i i uh, i picked and choose every one of them uh, they are there for me only few of them have crewed for other races also hmm. but uh, all of them when they crewed for me i know that they come for me only not for the cycling and all they come hmm. for me they they have that kind of love for me and they come for that is so yeah in this crew thing i feel that i am bit luckier than the other guys because my crew is the main aspect they ask me to do the races like we were sitting at home like two months back and my crew was like bore ho gaya chal na himalayan karte hai jaake bahut din ho gaya kuch race nahi hua hai lockdown ke baad ghumne bhi nahi gaya hai so they they kind of enjoy that suffering when they get at the races so they are addicted for crewing and most of the people find such crew 
which are into cycling but for my himalayan colleagues the main issue is who will make the puncture because technician is not there for the himalayan guys so who will change the tube and all like hamare paas wheel set hai thoda sa seekh lo jab tak humko chahiye hum log kar lenge wo theek se so the main criteria is common sense and how i get along with these guys kitna mindset match hota hai and all so that is my first criteria to choose the crew yeah i only I, sumit I, is there hmm. and like, mayank was there and mohan sir was there okay yeah. okay so like you said you know it is like building a company right and also because the, for the successful completion of events like this crew plays a big big part right so correct you have to invest now then you will get get the returns later you can't get anyone like chal tu mere liye crew karega you don't even know that person only he message you that i want to crew for you uh, so yeah that 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 is bit risky so it's better to uh, take people jo aapko pehle se bahut acche se pata hai so right. don't just go and take people randomly that you do cycling so if somebody will ask me to crew for them i would frankly tell them that i can't do anything except driving your car or maintaining your bike hmm. just don't expect anything that other than these two things i i could do properly anything because yeah. crew material is different and rider material is different Yeah. someone who is very good rider he can't be a good crew because he will start analyzing that rider with him uh, he he will start comparing that rider with himself that if i would have been here so matis ke speed se chala tha and all but teko pata nahi hai piche gaadi mein baith ke ki bahar kya environment hai uska kitna fatigue hai so it better to take the people who are like less experienced than you in cycling hmm so wo aapko wahan pe aake kuch batayenge nahi ki tu aise chala waise chala it will be kind of a multi star flop hota hai na jo ki bahut sare acche acche log dal diye i'm sure if some rider takes me shrinivas amit samarth mahajan brothers and bharat pannu in a same crew he won't cross the finish line because everyone will start giving him their own uh, प्रिपरेशन वेन टू went for their preparation and your preparation for the event so uh, so entire logistics bookings uh, all other things sapna used to take care of it my sister hmm. the crewing part we did lot of races together so hmm. everyone has that experience ki how it goes in the races so we did i guess four crude races before the ram mm-hmm. and everyone no sorry six crude races before the ram and everyone had that uh, taste of it ki how it goes only the country was different only the country was new but mm-hmm. 
just I said that if you have common sense, you can tackle any situation. It's just mm-hmm. a new country and new people. And mm-hmm. I feel that those people are more helpful than our people. Because here we will ask how many cycles But these guys will come and they will cheer you up with the flags and all. And yeah, the, and here the main question is, how much money do you get So, but there, the thing is not like that. So, they will, so, the country was new, but we knew that people are more friendly for the cycling thing. So, it was a bit easier, but it was difficult. Yeah. So, for, for your training, how did that uh, go and... Uh... So, Mithen Thakkar was coaching me uh, mm-hmm. for the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met him in January 2018 after my ultra spice attempt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mahendra sir told me that this is not enough to train on yourself, by yourself and go out and race and you're being lucky that you're finishing all the races in good time. Mm-hmm. But Mithen can sharpen your skills uh, properly because he can see you riding and he can see how you are performing. And yeah, that helped me. That that was the first time that I got uh, to learn about the FTP, the power meter mm. and the heart rate zones mm. and uh, yeah, in uh, everything. So I got technically more aware about these things that mm. we need the assistance of these technologies also to perform better it's not mm-hmm. always on the speed it's about the power it's about the heart rate zones and all then uh, uh, we worked together around like one and a half year uh, he, he could get best out of me and yeah it, it was a good journey so yeah he trained me for that we had uh, different we had different training plans like uh, in some weeks we had six to eight hours of training when it was super high intense training in few weeks we had 18 to 20 hours in few of them we were doing like a recovery week and all so it was different kind of training which i used to do mm-hmm. so yeah it helped me a lot to do the ram Right. So you made it to the, you, your crew and you raced, uh, participated in a few events here before you made it to the start line. It acted as a training ground for them as well as you, and you made it to the start line. Right. So, but you haven't done any, uh, events of that magnitude, of course, the you know nothing right. is there. So, of course, what was the uh, feeling like being on the start line there, in person now as a rider, right? And then actually so, going through that. So, so, so the longest ride which we did was ultra spice race, seventeen fifty kilometer in two thousand eighteen. Hmm. Okay, so after. Once we started the training, uh, so the main Reiki for our RAM thing was uh, like the simulation guide was the Ultra Spice 2019. Mm-hmm. So we did 1750 kilometer twice. So we got the idea that it's the only day one which is different than other days. Once you are 
finish with your day one you are going to get sleep deprived you are going to get fatigue you are going to get nausea and everything and we thought like split it in into different uh, uh, zones like on day one we will do 650 kilometers and day two we'll do 550 kilometers and then we'll bifurcate it like 470 480 430 whatever it may be because on day one you can push um, a lot better than the other days and that is the main uh, uh, like period when you can make a good uh, uh, like good uh, start buffer in your finish timing and all but the uh, because the heat was too much in our time the heat was somewhere around 50 to 52 degrees celsius so we couldn't push properly we could just do 530 km on day one that was my worst in like last two years so uh, yeah but we like we could manage to pull out that kind of distance in later period also like 480 km or 470 km in west virginia and all mm. but uh, when you sit on the bike at the start point millions of thoughts come into your mind in those fraction of seconds like in those 10 countdown seconds so it was like i have like training for like 2 years now i am here so i can't go back and i can't say ki abhi mujhe nahi karna hai main ko next year karna hai or uh, you can't say ki i am not prepared or anything then you have to take everything sincerely you can't fall you can't take unnecessary risks you have to go properly on the downhills so i kind of like uh, talking to myself that don't do stupid things which will waste your investments which you have done here and we literally broke our fts and all to go for ram hmm. and when you do such kind of things when you break your fts your savings and all wo maturity aa jata hai apne aap like <laughs> we know that how much we have put in so right. it's not only about training and finishing ram it's about your savings right so agar tumne kiya hai to just go just finish the race properly Right. so yeah was sincerely to because of investment i gaya tha ki uh, there is no uh, back out so right. that was there yeah good good so you said you, you know you um, instead of 650 you were you did like 450 or 480 in on the first 5 5 530 530 530 in so it's like uh, you the 100 or so kilometers buffer is gone straight away so how did yeah. the you know it is a 12 day cut off race right and also Correct. there are intermediate cut offs in between uh, so Correct. what what sort of uh, you know dynamics played there and how did your fatigue of riding over the uh, event uh, develop so so uh it never happened to me that i ever faced any cramps or anything in my events so mm. that was new for me so mm. i was in borrego springs for around 30 days to acclimate with the heat and all but, mm. but borrego was very cooler on particular in 2019 mm. 
in india in mumbai the temperature of 40 degrees celsius and in borego in daytime the temperature was 20 degrees celsius in night time it was like 4 degrees celsius or 5 degrees celsius i was mm. talking to my friend ratnadeep who was with me at the borego springs aur like is such india mein reh lete yahan pe to heat hi nahi hai climates kaise honge so wind was super favorable i remember i have a ride on my strava i did borego to bale 100 km exact the distance is exactly 100 km i did that 100 km in 2 or 10 minutes so that was my lifetime best like 44.6 kmph for 100 km without any draft without yeah. any uh, so i used my cosmic cup of alloy wheels i was on my endurance bike so wind was that much favorable and i was like we will fly on the start day and also we went to ocean side like 7 days before the race and the temperature was pleasant uh 3 days uh 2 days before the race no uh, one day before the race uh the ram officials uh, put a message in that group that uh, next 3 days will be heat waves in the arizona and we were like what heat waves 20 degrees celsius temperature and kya hoga maximum it will go like 35 or 40 degrees celsius and we are used to it we can ride at 40 degrees celsius without clothes mm-hmm. because we are in india so right. uh, i was like chalo kuch nahi hoga and we had that uh, the cooling vest and all so we were kind of prepared and because of that normal temperature you don't focus on your hydration okay so because it's everywhere it's a uh, uh, proper comfortable temperature so we don't uh, we ignore the hydration to hydration yeah to right. properly hydrate yourself i was giving attention on carb loading but i was mm. not attentive about the uh, fluid intake right so on the start day the ocean side itself was like 32 degrees celsius to 35 degrees celsius so mm-hmm. like this is hot this is hot so my flag off was at 4 1:40 pm 1:20 pm in the uh, yeah so uh, they flagged me off and uh, i went to that uh, non supported zone and all so my i i i told myself before the start that i am not going to push in the start i'll take time to get warm properly and i'll start pushing from the borego springs first 150 i'll try to be right comfortably i'll reach there at 25 kmph and all because the elevation is too high till we reach the borego springs and as i thought that i'll start pushing after the yeah. but as usual when you are on the bike your senses start your senses stop thinking and all so ऑल so it was going 180 and all and at first climb after the when we start doing supported zone there is one first climb which is around 6 kilometers and all i started getting cramps and the cramps were so bad that i had to stop 
after every 10 minutes like my legs used to get straight they they were not folding properly right so and i was losing so much salt every rider who was overtaking me he was kind of telling me that you are losing salt i am like i know i am losing salt i can see the salt but what right. to do with the this thing so i uh, we kind of uh, called our physio and all but the physio was in bwale because they went ahead and they were in night shift so they mm-hmm. were in bwale so kaise kaise karke we reached at borego then my cramping stopped but it was again uh, coming when i used to go to on aerobike aerobikes so that right. angle used to aggravate uh, uh, and uh, i was getting bit pressure on the uh, thigh muscles hmm. so i stopped going on the aerobikes and you know that uh, it is so important to be on the aerobikes when you are riding some endurance race because yeah. you have to Free save speed. the energy you can't get all the drag yeah you right. can't get all the drag it's okay if you are doing some mass event so you can uh, be behind someone and uh, it will save your energy but on these races aerobikes are super yeah. uh, efficient but uh, after that also i couldn't push for two days uh, because the fatigue was there and cramps were so bad my muscles got sore so i couldn't push but being knew that i i am good at climbing so mm. i knew that i'll cope up with the time uh, when we start hitting the climbs and the temperature will get a bit low so yeah after i guess before after camp were they i got my rhythm back but when i when we reached at camp were they we were 2 minutes behind the cut off time like we had our own cut off times to finish in 11 days to finish in 11 and half days to finish before shrinivas time to finish before uh, amit samarth time and to finish like 1 minute before the event right. so we were 2 minutes behind of the cut off like 12 day cut off right. and i asked me that kya kya scene chal raha matlab kaun se target ke beech mein he was like cut off ke bahar hai aur cut off ke bahar like do din mein kaise so you were like no we stopped a lot uh, we didn't get the speed and all but yeah you will cope up with the uh, tagen because abhi rhythm aa gaya hmm. so ho jayega and uh, when we reached in uh, mexican hat and all like utah so it looked bit difficult to reach durango in cut off time but we could reach 3 hours before the cut off time so uh, after that double creep pass and all but i got used to that sleep deprivation that fatigue and all and then yeah we could shave of the like but we finished only 1 hour 45 minutes before the cut off time 15 minutes before the cut off time so in 12 days that is very thin margin right and people were on the toes that ye khatam hua nahi hua and i and our gps got some issues and it got uh, uh, giving the proper updates like 30 kilometers before the finish line and some of them thought that he did did not finished it but right. when we reached at finish point then it was clear ki ha baba khatam ho gaya 
<laughs> yeah so that 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 has been the case for um all our uh, athletes right it is uh, it has been a struggle to kind of go and finish the race you know finish within the cut off it has always okay. been uh, right from the days of samim uh, where he participated to uh, srini and uh, then amit we were uh, you know we were we are all uh, dot watchers right <laughs> for you and yeah, everyone right. so like dude he's get, he's getting very close it's almost like it's, it's another sport for uh, all of us in india uh, to kind yeah, of right. dot dot watching and the tension used to mount with every kind of passing uh, uh, cut off times yeah, so right. now how how with the but with the current crop of ultra uh, endurance athletes what i see is like with you and uh, you know with the riders like uh, om that are coming uh, they are more focused on um, improving the speed aspect of it as Very well so the the alt, not just being able to ride on and on for days to end but also build that speed so that speed. it is not the race with the cut off times but race with other riders right other riders yeah so how do you see yourself uh, you know doing in uh, the next ram and stuff like that so uh, so frankly speaking i was physically able to finish it within 11 days hmm. but because of the first time because of new challenges because of unavoidable circumstances like cramping and all and uh, the typical there, typical mistake that you know anybody commoners do but you know any anybody starting a time trial will do right the golden ignoring the golden rule of not starting too hard that Too was correct, that yeah. was the mistake that happened in yeah, the first yeah, 60 yeah. kilometers for you hmm. correct yeah so that is a a huge uh, so that makes a huge difference on your the performance right. so it made me one day slower that first 60 kilometer that first 2 hours made me one day slower and other circumstances also the uh, finding a proper hotel finding it on the, the road side because you can't cross the road like india in usa you just can't go from this side to that side you have to go and find the proper crossing and you have Exited, to cross yeah. from there yeah so it also makes your time waste so and when you see these european riders they come to win they don't come to finish the race and all you will see these uh, racers if they don't see themselves on the podium they will dnf it they 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 won't complete the race mm-hmm. we have seen that in past years like in race around austria whether it be a race across america so these guys come for winning the races and we need that kind of mindset to race with them i don't want to uh, look like a tail of the leader like right. someone is riding 1000 ahead of 1000 kilometers ahead of me and i am just sustaining and i'm just been there to finish the race and all mm-hmm. so yeah i'll i'll ride my this ram uh, with a 
mindset that I'm riding this for the last time. That I'll give it everything what I have. I'll I'll take the risk of even DNFing it. Like if if I have to push on that second day, third day, fourth day, if everything is good, I'll go and I'll push. I won't think about surviving and finishing it that well. There's I have finished once, so I know I can do it. I don't have to prove any anything to myself that I have that caliber that I can finish the game. But I, but now I want to finish it in some respectable time. Right. So yeah, and even we are talking like this right now. But yeah, there will be phase after three to four days that I might think that I don't want to push myself so hard. I I can finish in eleven days or I can finish in eleven point five days. I don't want to push, but somewhere we have to uh, wave those thoughts and we just have to push those 10 days or 11 days so we know the suffering is like temporary but the glory will be forever mm-hmm. so i just have to suffer for those 10 days or 11 days but i can uh, cheer that moment for entire my life so yeah, yeah, yeah. that will yeah. be the mindset yes yes that that is there you know even when you have done it and once and but when you get to the start line again it is starting from scratch again right yeah, you you course. will you will have all the experience you will have all the the crew has the experience to make better choices better decisions Correct. you have the experience of having been there and done it and you will be able to make better riding choices and stuff but when yeah. when you are at the start point it is days you know it is mile zero again right so yeah. you got to and, get and you got to do it. all exactly. the right things all over again and all the mental struggles and physical struggles yeah. you got to go through again it is not yeah. by any stretch of imagination is not going to be easy right yeah, yeah yeah and best example we have is christos tracer he did the record timing in 2015 and he could not uh, finish in 2016 i guess in 2016 he did the best timing yeah he was like no 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 correct 2015 he dnf on the wolf creek uh, he did the fastest ram timing like 7 days 18 hours and in 2016 he could not finish the ram so right. if he it can happen with him it can happen with anyone so yeah. you have to go with that mindset you have to be on the ground like zyada udne ki zarurat nahi hai ki humne ek bar kiya hai humko pata hai true because this guy like usne kiya hai usne fastest kiya hai fir bhi wo next year aake uska dnf hua hai So you have to keep that in mind that you have to do things smartly. Faltu yeah. mein like uh, over confidence will kill. But after my first attempt, I could uh, like I am aware that how much training is good training. Hmm. Sometimes we overdo things, but the recovery also plays most important role in your uh, the. Uh, 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 journey. So Correct. you can't perform properly if you are not recovered well. So right. sometimes, as a first 
timer of uh, when it's your first attempt you overdo things you overtrain you don't focus on proper recovery you feel guilty when you miss your training session so i i learned that it's okay to miss your training session your body needs some pampering your body needs some attention just mm. go easy on your body because already we are uh, harassing your uh, our muscles too much for mm. these kind of races and it's good if you take a day off or you missed your endurance ride nothing wrong about it you can cope up with it it's it's kind of gain to your performance you will perform better if you take a off day today right. so yeah uh, people get awareness about the proper training hours after doing races hmm. awesome so how how is your uh, say uh, like the target for next ram looking like like uh, what are you uh, targeting definitely not so 11 hours uh, i mean 11 days and uh, uh, some hours i am thinking so frankly speaking i am not uh, thinking about the entire journey i am just mm. thinking that i will finish on an average 500 kilometers per day mm. like i have to be on the saddle for 21 hours in 24 hours so, mm. so if i could sustain myself on the bike for 21 hours so on saddle is my main target because mm. i know that i have that speed i have those legs which will give me a proper and good amount of speed i just don't want to say that i'll finish it in under 10 days and uh, we saw that this year the temperature was so grueling Right. so people were getting heat strokes and all so mm. it looks uh so i want to be a doer not a talker but right. yeah i have my good target of being on saddle 21 hours in mm. in 24 hours so i can right. go off saddle for 3 hours in a day mm. if if i can sustain myself on the bike somewhere around 20 to 20 hours per day i know that i i can go like 480 to 500 kilometers per day right. so yeah that's the target that that's great to hear right uh, the yeah. process oriented approach rather than uh, target time targets or this target yeah. and that time yeah. Yeah. focus yeah. on doing the right things and things yeah. will fall in the place right so for you that yeah, process yeah. oriented goal is to be in a uh mental and physical state to be able to do well on the bike for 21 hours right. out of 24 yeah. hours and the rest right. will take care of itself yeah because you 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 don't know whether it will be headwind or whether it will be tailwind you might do good you might not do good you might set a target that i'll finish 600 kilometers on day one but what if there is lot of headwind you can't even go 400 kilometers in 24 hours then right so just set a target which is doable and which is achievable and which won't make you demotivated like i have a target that i'll sit on the bike for 21 hours that i can do whether mm. it be a rain whether it be a headwind or tailwind but right. speed matters on the other uh, criteria like if it's yeah. tailwind will go faster if it's headwind will go slower yeah 
so there are controllables and there are uncontrollables right the yeah, environment really. and other situations so whatever we can control we if we are able to do well in them then that's all, that's really. all we can do really yeah, exactly really. okay so what are the uh, some of the uh, races that you have uh, done after ram and how did the experience of ram help you in those races so my favorite race is great himalayan challenge in my life in my life only twice i cursed myself that why did i sign sign up for this race is himalayan because that high altitude those long steady climbs that unforgivable climate and everything makes things so uh, grueling and you just have to be humble you can't say that i have done ram so this is not a big climb and all no even walking on that terrain is a big task right. and for guiding 600 km in 31 hours is kind of too difficult and every time i did the himalayan i thought that i won't come next time but every time i sign up for it and i was like no that training is required for your ram because anyways you are getting some kind of race which is highest race on the earth like that is the highest endurance race so it starts in lay already the elevation is 3200 meters and doing it without any oxygen supplement dimox going and getting naturally acclimatized for the terrain it gives you kind of uh, good uh, like it motivates you a lot because when you go to rocky mountains european riders and all the american riders are scared of that height but when you do himalayas for twice like you have ridden on 4200 meter on the fatula you know that this is doable nothing to worry about it you just have to be on the bike and just lose the elevation as quickly as you can mm-hmm. so yeah these this himalayan race is like uh, heaven i mm-hmm. i just feel some different kind of uh, environment on that terrain that you sometimes you feel that you are not even pushing the pedals mm-hmm. the mountains are just uh, helping you to cruise over those climbs and all sometimes you feel that this climate is totally brutal i remember that on my last attempt i did immediately after the ram so one month gap was there mm-hmm. i didn't uh, ride for like more than 60 kilometers after the ram and i mm-hmm. was at the start line of the himalayan race mm-hmm. so i acclimatized only with the trekking and all i used to go to shanti stupa i used to go to semo and that was my acclimatization so yeah but the experience helped me to complete the race and i could finish it three hours faster than my last attempt mm. but uh, we were faster on the downhills this time even we were slower on the climbs but we did the downhills super fast because the half of the race is about climbing and half of the race is about the downhills right so technically we you you ride only 300 kilometers right because you have to go downhill for 300 kilometers you won't get any straight patch on those roads so yeah that is brutal so mm. yeah i i feel that himalayan is difficult than the ram if you mm. consider for one day effort 
right because the yeah, himalayan is brutal yeah the high altitude uh, kind of kicks in from about 1800 meters Correct. or something like that and if you are starting yeah, so, if you are starting at 3200 meters and riding up to 4200 meters it meters. is it doesn't sound like something that you can breathe in correct and, and there, there is one downhill there is one yeah. downhill in the kargil when we start entering into kargil uh, we go downhill for 7 kilometers and you can see the car, entire kargil that we are entering into the kargil mm-hmm. but you can't enjoy that downhill because you know that next day on, when you will go and return from the das you have to climb this climb again <laughs> right. so those downhills are not enjoyable downhills <laughs> so you know that वहां पे लाइक पहली फट जाती कि हम लोग डाउनहिल कर रहे हैं सात किलोमीटर बाद में हमको ये चढ़ाना भी है ऊपर एंड इन अर्ली मॉर्निंग लाइक इन जीरो टेम्परेचर सो या थिंग्स आर डिफरेंट एंड द एवरेज एलिवेशन इज समवेयर अराउंड थ्री थाउजेंड मीटर थ्री थाउजेंड वन हंड्रेड मीटर बिकॉज वी गो टू एंड देन अगेन वी हैव यूटर्न एट द्रास विच इज सेकेंड कोल्डेस्ट हैबिटेट इन द वर्ल्ड बट लकीली वी डोंट गेट दैट much of uh, cold temperature because we reach early if right. someone reaches at 2 am and all that guy will go mad and those rivers that uh, scary uh, noise of that uh, water so everything makes it uh, dangerous right the uh, scary uh, uh, sound of water in the sense in the what sort of the river uh, so uh, uh, we get so once we reach the kargil hmm. so kargil to dras is 55 kilometers right. and the entire to route goes uh, beside the that zalska river oh okay yeah yeah correct and that uh, that force of that water you can just feel that force and it's in the night time so you can hear that scary force of that water and right. we know that even if truck goes into that water truck won't stop that water will get that uh, and we don't have those uh, dividers or that safety guards beside the road and when you see look at the uh, look at that that side your bike automatically goes to that side and like no 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 don't look at it <laughs> just focus straight and go right right nahi the kargil bahut fast pahunchna padega river ke andar se seedha जानाइकलोमेटाइजेशन Uh, sickness right. so he came second i was the winner then mm-hmm. for the second attempt i and sumit was there sumit patel so sumit finished it and uh, uh, a, like 10 minutes before the time and i finished like 34 hours so riding time was 31 hours because we have mandatory sleep break of 3 hours and this is the only ram qualifier in the world which gives you mandatory sleep hour because of that high altitude Hmm. So thirty-one hour riding and thirty-four hour total time. You don't so, yeah, want people I, to be uh, hallucinating and falling off uh, into the valleys, right? <laughs> and even the crew, because 
growing right. for that long period on that altitude is super tiring so right. that is so in first edition i was talking to divya that we don't need that fiasco break that will actually break our momentum so we don't need that break so she was like no this is mandatory you have to come and you have to sleep when we reached kargil 220 km in the uh, like in the race and we had to cross again 110 km i go to the as and come back to kargil i was waiting ki kargil kab aayega kab jaake mere ko sone milega so i was like waiting for that uh, uh uh hard break. so they were like lena hai kya break i was like lena jaake so raha thi right you learn right you live and learn yeah so <laughs> like learn. i was thankful that ha rakha aap logo ne break right so talking of these events right uh the uh, beat ultra spice beat the deccan cliffhanger beat the great himalayan uh, you know challenge all these have given a platform like none other for a lot of riders including you know people like you who are doing very well not only here but outside as well so what you know who are the people who kind of uh, you know made these possible so i feel uh... of course i i can't uh, forget to take name of samim because he is the main so he he introduced uh, ram and these kind of ultra races to us thereafter divya <coughs> like divya took it to some different level by uh, uh, organizing these ram qualified races qualified races and all of them are super hard like we can organize the races but someone will think about the participation participation number that i want 100 participants in my race who can come and who can finish but diva don't think about it diva will say that himalayan is the toughest again in the india will again the ram qualifier at that again where only two or three people will sign up that because it is super grueling but it makes us to go beyond our comfort zone think beyond some limit that we can ride at that altitude also mm-hmm. so divya took it far ahead of it mahajan brothers when they won the uh, ram and team of 2 right. in their age category so people started thinking that we can go and we can win also right. uh, then there after shrinivas did his first attempt like i feel like there was some kind of race in india that who will finish the ram uh, on his first like uh, who will finish the ram first uh, yeah. so yeah so uh, so uh, samim finished but of course 40 minutes above the time uh, shrinivas failed at his first attempt but he could finish uh, first in his second attempt then amit samarth finished and uh, yeah then again people were on the line ki humko jana hai khatam karna hai so once we see someone that yeah it's possible so it makes things bit easier for us to go and to 
ride in these things. Right. Then again, Naveen John, Naveen John, you guys, and Ashwin Govind Swami. These guys motivates us to ride faster. Like we think that only endurance is not enough. You need to have that speed also. Right. So you can't mock Tour de France people by saying that. Christoph Strasser rides 5,000 kilometers in seven days, and you guys get proper sleep. But that effort is super higher. They can't sustain in Ram, and Christoph Strasser can't sustain in uh, the Tour de France. Different made, sports. Uh, yeah, and different. Uh, so I feel that Tour de France rider can't be made. They they born as a rider because yeah. I know how much we struggle to. Increase that FTP from 220 to 3, 320 to 330. That mm-hmm. 10 uh, numbers of gains of FTP is too brutal. And right. these guys are having 450 FTP, 420, 400 is like nothing for them. Right. So that is so everyone like in India for ultra cycling, like Dibyam, Hasan Bhada, Sami, Srinivas, uh, Amit Samar. these guys like uh, made an example like navin john is there ashwin is there you panwar like all the racing guys these guys uh, made things uh, like so i saw the navin john's video about the nandi hill climb that 20 minute video when he yeah. was attempting to insane what is insane <laughs> what is i was like this guys and he and he missed it even Six seconds after, by six seconds. Right. Like, he did the same. Is... He did the same mistake of going too hard at the start. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, this guy is pushing three eighty, three sixty watts for five five minutes continuously. I can. This is for me. It's easier to ride at two uh, forty watts for like ten hours, but I can't push three eighty watts for like five minutes. It yeah. will be grueling for me. Yeah. so but because of these kind of races we can think like no this is possible we can push that much for that kind of time we just need that much of discipline we need that much of awareness about the recovery about the training about the nutrition but it is possible it is not not something like which is not possible yeah. so yeah the we can get motivation from everywhere if you want motivation you can even if you can see your istri wala who puts like 40 kg kapde ka bag on his cycle he goes on 20 km ph 18 km ph you know he is riding with normal bike normal wheels you don't even know that will get puncture or you don't yeah. uh, he is not aware about the rolling resistance and all but he rides yeah. Yeah. so you can get motivation from like everywhere yeah so yeah so talking of the training and uh, you know wattages and all that right so what sort of uh, hours uh, or training schedule that do you typically uh, how is your typical training uh, cycle like yeah be so right month? now yeah correct when i am in active off season i usually do 8 to 10 hours of training so some of them are high intensity some of them are endurance i do take two days off from the training because of course we are working athletes so right. we can't uh, give our entire time for the training 
So, and when it comes to event, I start training for the event like for three months before the event. So I start building my fitness. I try to regain my FTP and all. Then I kind of go into the peak season where I try to complete like 12 to 16 hours of training in a week. Then uh, I switch to one day off in a week. Then I give proper time to my recovery and all. I do take proper nutrition. I do look into my vitamin D numbers, vitamin B12, magnesium, zinc, uh, multivitamins, protein, and everything which is vital for your uh, performance. And then when it comes to taper period, I gradually uh, decrease my intensity as well as duration. But I do take help of training peaks to be in that shape because sometimes you need this kind of help to be at your peak level. Yeah. So yeah, I start tapering around eight days before the, the event, mm. uh, which makes me... so. It again depends on the event thing. So if it's about ultra spice and all, I start tapering around eight days or nine days before the event. If it's about uh, Deccan Cliffhanger, I do start my tapering like six days before the event. Right. So this is how it works. And I, I do some trial and error, some research, some what goes properly with me. And sometimes we have a good peak uh, week planned but your body doesn't allow you to push that much so i go easy on the body like okay i won't do this uh, effort today i just easy spin i'll do active recovery or something like that but i don't uh, go harsh with that with my body i do listen to my body that some some days if you don't feel like doing training i don't do it i won't do it yeah. That is that is uh, very important, right? Recovery is yeah. where your body gets stronger, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, talking of uh, you know working uh, athlete. So what what is your typical workday look like, and how do you kind of manage with the training, okay, six sixteen twelve hours and stuff? So it is kind of curse if you have a passion about any sports and you are based in Mumbai. Because four to three hours of your day will go into traffic. So that is the main uh, drawback to be in Mumbai and to uh, uh, follow, uh, pursue a passion. But I take it positively that in races like Ram and all, I will be fresh for day one. But post that, my body will be fatigued. My I will be tired and all. So I'll take it Positively that, yeah, I'm training even after I'm tired. So that will help me in the RAM. So this feeling won't be new for me that after day one, I am feeling tired and all. So I train on my tired body. So it is okay. Mentally, it is okay. Then uh, I am a bit blessed that my family supports me a lot to pursue my passion. My sister is my boss in office. So I get off days also when I need my off days. So I organize my work properly. So I'm an advocate. So I do keep matters on particular days. I do take some days off. And before the event, 
I don't go to office like for a week because I have to be in proper shape. I have to feel fresh. I have to complete my sleep properly. So yeah, uh, I am a bit blessed. So I don't have those struggle stories where your family is against your passion. Then you have to look after your training and all on your own. So yeah, my family, my friends, even everyone. it's so supportive that it makes my job a lot easier hmm. so yeah so talking uh, of your sister being your boss at work and also hmm. uh, she is the crew chief for uh, most of crew your chief. races right so she is playing a really big role uh, in your life be yeah. it uh, you know outside the endurance uh, cycle or not so that's that is great that is that yeah. how that kind of support is fantastic and that is the main thing that no racer can get such crew chief with them because we are together like all the time so we discuss all these things like we imagine things that this can happen this could happen she knows my every habit and also she can make things easier for me so mm. that is the main part when someone will get someone on the crew as a crew chief who has such kind of bonding then things go a lot easier because i know that i am working for my like passion to pursue my passion so and when i race when i am on the bike i know somewhere is in the car who is as involved as i am for my event so you have to be careless like you can ride without any fear without any worry when we get some new crew we have to worry for our event that we know that this could go wrong we have to tell them that don't do this don't do this do that but i have bunch of people who take care of it like my close friends sister so they do take care of it and i just have to worry about my riding and the bikes That mm-hmm. cycle ठीक से रखा है ना बाहर व्हील तो नहीं आया व्हील्स को अंदर रखो these things बस yeah brilliant yeah this has been a great chat uh, uh, Kavir yeah, uh, yeah. to kind of uh, conclude the show what are the some of the tips that you would give working athletes who are doing uh, looking to do well in sports as well as work so uh, the main tip I would give for the people who are working as an athlete so it's not every time to earn money f- out of it it's about your passion so just follow your passion if you are not getting any money it's okay so you are anyways working for it so you can pursue your passion but uh, uh yeah if 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 you uh, pursue your passion like uh, so it 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 gives you that boost to work those five days of the week so that you know that the saturday and sunday are coming or maybe that event is coming maybe that ironman is coming or maybe deccan cliffhanger is coming so it gives you boost to train for those event keep some small goals which will motivate you to train uh, for the event like if i don't give myself a goal if i don't sign up for any Yes, I won't train that properly because I know that I have no goal to ride uh, for that much of time. 
So yeah, keep some small small goals. Pursue your passion. Don't think about the uh, gain out of it. Just if you are feeling happy uh, with your passion, then just follow it. And uh, yeah, if you know that you have a caliber, then of course think about something big, like to go and represent in nationals or maybe some international races. Uh, just take it a bit higher to the level which you are right now. So it might help the next generation which is coming, and they might get some good. So yeah, and uh, subscribe to the Working Athlete. podcast by venki so it's a good show actually i forgot to subscribe it so i'll do it right away after this right now we need such kind of shows which actually uh, give some teaching as well as experience also so things might get easier for them because we can always learn from others mistakes and uh, others experience exactly. so yeah good yeah. awesome awesome this is this is fantastic thanks again for uh, taking the time and sharing I your uh, experience awesome yes.